Welcome back to the Writing Fright Podcast. I'm your host and fellow author, Tanner Rutledge. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about mentorship and how that works. Uh, those of you know, uh, that know or have been following me for a while, you know that I am a member of the Horror Writers Association. There are some fantastic mentorship opportunities there, but there's also other ways to go about mentorship, and it doesn't have to be direct. So we're going to get into that first. Uh, before we do that, we'll go over a little update with my own writing, how things are going, not necessarily with the haint, but I think going forward with the show format, I'll do some sort of little update uh, as far as like how things are going with my writing, my author plan, a lesson I learned, and then we'll get into the meat of the podcast, whether that's something like today where I deep dive or if that's something more along the lines of uh, an interview, which we've got a couple scheduled coming up, and I'm, I'm super excited to talk to these other authors. So before we get into that, a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, if you haven't already, follow us on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, you can also now follow us on YouTube, uh, Twitch, and Slasher. All of those are at Writing Fright, uh, and you can connect with the show. So the, uh, the live streams are going to be going on uh, Facebook starting up after the new year. And I think I might start doing those on YouTube instead of Twitch. So taking the live streams off of Twitch and popping them over on YouTube. I know there's a lot more writers there and we're going we're gonna to experiment with that. And we might do all of the live stuff on YouTube if that, uh, if that catches. So... If you are looking for accountability, you're looking for someone to write with, make sure to check that out. Those are live 10-minute author productivity sprints um, for the most part. Sometimes we're going to do some longer ones. We'll do some 60-minute sprints, especially depending on where I am with certain books. Uh, and uh, make sure, if you haven't already, to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode, especially with these interviews coming up. I'll be talking to some of my favorite authors, uh, some more of my favorite authors, and some people that I'm... I'm fairly certain you're going to be interested in their work if you're not reading it already. So, I well, let's uh, let's start off with uh, with what I'm doing and something that I learned this week. I've covered a little bit of this on social media. I'm hinted about it on the podcast and and in doing some other stuff, but I'm not a pure horror writer. Uh, I one of the things that really changed in my writing of not just this novel, but outlining the, uh, the, the future novels. So when I was in college, I didn't write horror. When I was in my, my classes for, uh, for creative writing, for literature, I primarily wrote detective fiction. So, and a lot of mystery, a lot of murder mystery. So we will call it like detective mystery thrillers. Uh, is what I wrote. I wrote uh, short stories, some stuff that honestly is probably more toward novella length, but just a long short story. And that's that's what I did through school. And that is working its way back into my writing. And I, I, a lot of it is because of my background as an investigator. I was a PI for 15 years working those types of cases. So, I mean, that that type of thinking is ingrained in me. And it's something that I, that I want to bring to my writing. And in, and I'm going to keep plugging this book for a while, um, The Anatomy of Genres. It talks about, if, if you think of popular stories, and if you think about what really attracts readers and what, uh, what I enjoy reading personally, 
they're all blends of different genres. I, I found myself originally sitting down to write the haints, uh, and I was m going to make it a haunted mystery. And that was actually the tagline, a Dylan Garner haunted mystery. And I got away from that, and I took a lot of the mystery elements out, and the mystery was no longer central to the story. And I, I took out, I think revision three is what, I, I took out the crime elements. But I, I enjoy writing crime. It also just happens to be a genre that sells really well, and then outsells horror. And looking at this from a business standpoint, and just making it enjoyable for myself, I'm incorporating those things back into the story, and that's that's what I'm doing on this run through of the outline is making sure that I can weave that through in a way that makes sense with the haint. But also, I'm changing up the structure of a lot of my my stories moving forward. Um, they all of my stories pretty much fit into horror, but I'm finding myself being drawn toward future projects that kind of slide away from the supernatural and get more into what's called mun mundane horror with uh, serial killers and just super suspenseful situations. And when I when I look at my billing, when I say my billing, what I'm what I'm planning on marketing the next five books, because currently what I have planned right now are the first three Dylan Garner books and then two two books that were originally standalones, uh, but I'm putting into a series that's a kind of an anthology series of uh, of serial killer thrillers. I'm noticing like with the Dylan Garner series, it is supernatural. Uh, it's a supernatural detective thriller. And I'm getting a lot more of the detective thriller and mystery elements put back in. It just gives me so much to play with with the twists. And it works with the haunted themes that I have coming up for Dylan. And not just haunted. I mean, hauntings, curses, those supernatural elements of horror. Uh, they just play really well with the mystery genre and the detective genre in general. Um, so those are are getting mixed back in. I didn't have the skill to do it when I when I was doing it the first time. So that's one of the reasons that it felt flat, and uh, I described it as feeling as like a melodramatic spy drama uh, instead of a horror novel, which really it's a supernatural detective thriller, and that's that's what the series is. It has all of the suspense of horror and mystery with the pacing of a thriller uh, and a lot of the story beats and what you would expect from supernatural horror. So mixing three or four genres together, I think is the way that I'm going to do it moving forward because I just have so much fun. Uh, my next book uh, that I that I have planned to start writing that I want to jump into, uh, The Tasting, I, I incorporated more mystery mystery <laughs> mystery thriller aspects into it and it's just such a wonderful and different story um that i think fans of horror and slasher are going to enjoy but also fans of uh serial killer thriller and mystery novels i think they'll enjoy it so it, it opens up readership from a business standpoint but also it allows me to take these two sides of myself connect them together and make these amazing stories so, and I think that's what my stuff is going to be um, going forward. It's a, it's a blend. It's supernatural mystery thrillers or um, dark mystery thrillers, I think is probably the best way to describe um, what my writing style has come into and what I'm going to be doing over the next five novels. So really, really excited to do that, have a clear marketing plan for launching 
and uh, be able to really clean up those outlines and uh, get the story that is complex enough to be entertaining, simple enough to be doable, and uh, able to uh, to be marketed cleanly. Uh, that's the big thing with doing genre blends is in the past it's been difficult to clearly market those, but today in modern publishing, everything is a mix of three or four different genres. So I'm just uh, just excited to get that out there. So that's, that's a little bit about my process and where I am right now. Um, and I, uh, I'm going to build myself more as a, a thriller slash horror writer, more so than just a horror writer, because I, I do write more than just horror, uh, and I do write more than just thriller or mystery. So this, uh, it's been an interesting identity switch, uh, and it's, it's been something that uh, I actually gave somebody this piece of advice the other day. When, when I started out, I was like dead set. Yeah, I'm going to be a horror author. Horror um, is is so connected to to my development, my childhood, uh, those those middle years with goosebumps and and and, and the the mid grade series, and then and then growing up into high school and hitting Stephen King, and oh, Fear Street. That was what I was looking for. But yeah, um, what my favorite horror actually was probably a lot of the Fear Street novels, and those were primarily mundane horror. Those were pretty much uh, serial killer mysteries or or serial killer thrillers, and uh, I'm excited to be writing that at the uh, at the adult level. So I think uh, Dylan Garner will always be a supernatural series. The spinoffs that I have uh, planned will also incorporate a lot of supernatural elements into the uh, into the thrillers and into the mysteries. But um, I think a lot of the work that I'm going to be putting out is going to be more along the lines of uh, serial killers. From the horror side, more slasher. From the crime side, um, uh, serial killer thrillers. So And serial killer uh, mysteries. So super excited to do that uh, and be working on that. My brain is just in overdrive, um, picking and hitting the plot points. Uh <laughs> I would just jump into the next book, but I've talked about Haint so much um, that I really, I want to get it finished and I want to get it out to you guys uh, just because I've talked about it so much on the podcast. So this, it is my, my number one priority is to get that book done so that I can move on to everything else. But uh, yeah. All right. So getting into the meat of the podcast, mentorship. How do you find mentors? How do you find someone to to help you get to where you want to be? And what's the most effective way to do it? So I, um, I actually got a message last night asking about the, uh, the HWA and if mentorship there felt like mentorship or if it was colder. And mentorship, like they, there's paid programs that you can take and that's absolutely legitimate. That's a great way to do it. Um, I do take paid writing classes. Uh, I do take paid, um, you know, things to to make me a better writer, and those are a form of mentorship. That's a form of of education. But um, having someone to reach out to, that is a bit different. Real mentorship comes from real relationships, because mentorship is a relationship. So if you want a mentor. This is where a lot of people are going to struggle because I, I do know a lot of people that are introverted as writers. You're going to have to put yourself out there and you're going to have to meet people. You're, you're going to have to start conversations. My experience has been a bit different because I have the podcast. 
and I'm reaching out to people to interview them. And in, in certain instances, there have been great opportunities that have opened up and, and relationships that the door has been opened because of this podcast. But everyone has a platform and an ability to meet people. Um, if you join the HWA, if you're going to StokerCon, volunteer. You know, be the guy that opens the door. Be the guy that hands out the badges. Be the um, guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm using guys gender, gender neutral, but be the person that talks to people. Um, use this as a as a way to get into StokerCon for free, except for the travel and hotel stay. And, uh, and, and talk to people while you're running a booth, while you're, you're helping hand things out, uh, make sure that you're opening the door yourself for this, these relationships. And you would be surprised how many authors, how many editors, how many publishers are ready and willing to just answer questions and, and help you. And, you know, if you guys meet and you're, you're, you're having a couple drinks, I, I've had several, several people offer to, uh, to beta read. Uh, the hate for me and the beta read stuff and, and help me grow as, a, as an author. And that doesn't come from just joining the, the HWA. That doesn't actually come from any of the perks of the membership. That just comes from getting out and meeting people and talking to people. Now, the uh, HWA membership or any association, uh, Thriller Writers of America or International Thriller Writers, I can't remember the name of that one. But uh, the the Mystery Writers of America, any of the associations that you can join, give you association. Meaning they give you the opportunity to meet people uh, who are far, far beyond where you are right now in your writing. And to talk to them and develop relationships with them and to get pointers. Sometimes mentorship isn't always this long drawn out thing where you where you have someone holding your hand. It can be as simple as someone answers a question in a way that is so profound that it changes the way that you do things. I've had that happen more often than I've had in any career. Um, anyone who has been a long-term person that I leaned on and, and called them for things. Uh, there have been, t on this, this podcast, doing interviews, I learned so much about marketing and, and thinking about... Um, setting up my author brand and not narrowing myself down to, to one genre, uh, from, uh, from RJ Lewis. And I learned really how to think about setting up an author brand and getting just some pointers and motivations from my conversation with Lee Mountford. And I mean, CJ, uh, uh, uh Valentine. Uh, the, the conversation there, I mean, there, there hasn't been an interaction with an author uh, that I haven't walked away with a, a piece of information, a piece of craft, a piece of business acumen that hasn't affected what I do. And that's a form of mentorship. Now, if you do want someone, uh, a, a mentor really is uh, it's a trusted colleague or a friend that you can lean on for advice um, that is where you want to go. If you are searching out a mentor and that's what you're looking for. So let's switch gears from single one-off conversations where you get something that completely blows your world. Let's go into what it's like to, to work with a long-term mentor because I have had those two. That's a long-term relationship and that's a friendship. And that comes again from opening yourself up and talking to people, you know, buy drinks for somebody at the bar, get involved with a conversation and be a little bit outgoing um, at these uh, association meetings when we're, you know, out to dinner or we're having drinks or we're doing the meet and greet stuff. 
um, start conversations and, and and find people who are you know your tribe. Uh, who's an author that you really admire? Um, who's at an achievable place? When you're talking to people, you you really want a mentor who is at an achievable level, who is not so far above you. Like if you're a brand new author starting out and you haven't written before, you don't need to shoot for Stephen King. Where he's at in his career is so, so far above where you're at that the problems he's dealing with, the uh, the obstacles that he's overcoming at that level are leaps and bounds above what you're doing and what he's doing at that level is not going to have a whole lot of overlap with where you're at. But someone who just hit 50K, somebody who's doing 100K sales on their books a year, somebody who is um, writing at, at a level that you, you know, you enjoy reading and they're doing well professionally, that's, that's really what you're going to shoot for. So like as an author and this when we talk about mentorship, this has more to do with business than the craft. I shoot for authors who are hitting that six-figure mark. If I'm looking for somebody to be like, hey, um, I would, I really need some help with this. Is there a way to maybe hire you as my writing coach? Uh, is And that's generally how a lot of this goes. Can I hire you as my writing coach? Will you? Would you look over? Would you mind being a beta reader on the stuff that I'm doing? Also, man, how did you build your list? Because they're still close enough to the beginning um, that they can tell you how they built their list in the beginning and what it was like to get from zero sales to get to maybe 40K a year, 50K a year, and 100K in sales. Uh, and I, I use that as a marker because generally if you have good sales and you have good reviews, you're probably, you're, I mean, not probably, you are writing things that people enjoy. And if your goal is to write popular fiction, that's what you're shooting for. So whatever your goal is, pick somebody who's just ahead of you and develop that friendship. And then once you catch up, or they, they might stay ahead of you for a while, but once once you catch up, uh, you guys, you, you have the opportunity to grow together. And that's been my experience with mentorship in the fitness world, in the PI world, um, looking at it being my experience here in the, uh, in the writing world. And that's, that's really how, how to build and how to get mentors. So the, uh, we'll say three different types of mentorship here. Distance mentorship. This is where you're listening to podcasts. You're consuming content. Uh, maybe once in a while you ask a question, but you don't, you don't have a personal relationship with the person who's mentoring you. So this is something like what I do, I, I get Dean Koontz books. Uh, when I was starting out, I went through with multiple colors of highlighters and I looked to see what he was doing as far as his percentages on um, description, action, and, uh, and dialogue. And I looked to see what, the, uh, what that was. And then I took and did the same thing with some Stephen King books. And, I, and actually several authors, um, I went through to see how they balanced action description and dialogue as far as style and that's a form of mentorship uh mentorship well having a hard time speaking today but you don't have to have one-on-one -on -one interaction for mentorship and that's that's one form where you study someone's works you follow their content and you get the advice that they're putting out through podcasts blogs books that they've written 
that is 100% a, a valid form of mentorship. Moving from that, you get the more personal uh, mentorship. And that's what I started off talking about, where you meet people at associations and events, and you just reach out and you ask questions and you get answers. It's that kind of one-off interaction that has a deep impact on you as a writer and your work. And the third is working one-on-one. -on -one, and there's two ways that works. You... Um, you hire someone as your writing coach that you have vetted. Maybe they're a great writer. Maybe they're an editor, someone you admire, and they they run a class. And maybe it's one-on-one -on -one or maybe it's group, but that is a great way to get mentorship. And then finally, just building relationships with someone and having a long-standing relationship with another author uh, who is ahead of you in the game and helps you by beta reading, by giving you advice on plot points when you're stuck by giving you business advice, um, helping you market if they're ahead and that's what you're working on. Basically, you're, you're going to have a lot of mentors as you go through your career and as you take your journey as a writer. And you, you're going to have a combination of all three of those types of mentorship. That's, that's how you grow. That's how you become a writer. Uh, none of us just have one mentor that taught us everything we know. If we did, you'd basically just have a bunch of clone and copywriters. You know, I've taken a, a little a little influence from Dean Koontz, a little influence from Stephen King, uh, a little influence from uh, Robert B. Parker, uh, some from uh, from Lee Mountford, some from Elsie um, Valentine, some from you know. There's there's so many people that we read and that influence our work and our style. And you know what? More than a little bit from Michael McDowell and Agatha Christie. All of these people at some in some way have influenced my work and are, uh, you know, some of them are more personal mentors. Some of them are uh, distance mentors where I've just studied their works, uh, their writings, and their, their thoughts on the craft. So I hope that helped in uh, giving you some ideas on, on how to get mentors, how mentorship works. If you do join the HWA, there is a mentorship program that you can sign up for. There's also um, Horror University, which has some amazing classes, which is a, you know, a type of mentorship. And then there's StokerCon, where you can actually go and you can meet people live. So, and every association has these things. The Mystery Writers Association has it. The Thriller Writers Association has it. Um, take advantage of those tools. Take advantage of those opportunities to meet people, grow your career, and really at the end of the day, just meet some amazing people. So I hope that helps. And until next week, enjoy the process. <laughs>